0: Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Cast. We're so excited that you could join us today. We have a super exciting episode coming up for you. Week 9. nine. The halfway point.
1: The season's half, o- half over. Getting ready for the second half of the seasons. As coaches in the NFL do, they break it down in quarters. We are officially coming out of the locker room and
0: heading onto the field for the second half of the game. Hey, well, my name's Chris. I'm your host. Uh, we're sitting here with the genius... Jameson Black, and uh, let's give a rundown of the show today. Number one, let's give a shout out to a commenter on Instagram. Hey, if you're not following us, go out there and follow us. It's Fantasy Football Genius, and there's an underscore before the genius and after the genius. Uh, follow us right to 2,500 followers. Uh, let's let's get that going. So, shout out to King Wasabi 702. Thank you for your support, and let's continue to grab those W's. Uh, number two we're going to have an overreaction corner how to handle the trades at the deadline lots of trades going on lots plenty of trades it's something something you don't see in
1: the nfl that's something you see in basketball you see in baseball but the nfl usually you don't see a lot of trades as a fantasy owner and a fantasy fan and football fan period it's just nice to see the trades happening nfl kind of catching up with baseball and and nba for that kind of stuff
0: yep Uh, next we have listener interaction from instagram we're going to Cover injuries from week eight and what to keep an eye on. Best matchup matchups in the season long leagues. And we're going to also end with games to target in DFS and how to attack the one game slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. Well, hey, without further ado, here is the genius. Let's get rolling week nine. So, what to do? Um, start off, we're going we're to start off in an overreaction corner. What to do with the trades uh, for the second half of the season? Let's start at the beginning with Carlos Hyde, as we have already seen impact in that trade. Where's your head on that one? No, that well, when when that trade happened, I kind of
1: worried as a Fournette owner. That's one of the things where I kind of worried about what was going to happen with Fournette. Did Hyde come in to steal carry from from Fournette? We're not seeing Hyde as even having much of an impact for the Jags there. And actually the Jags as a whole are a very disappointing team coming into the season. I mean, they uh-huh. were, what, a few plays away from the Super Bowl last year, and all of a sudden they're one of those teams that are very, very – they're struggling hard right now. And you're not seeing Hyde get those, get those plays that you thought maybe would happen when he came from Cleveland. So I think we're still the same um, when it comes to Hyde – i'm not touching Hyde. i'm not really touching Yeldon in that often because that, that offense really is kind of stale and i've never been a fan of blake bortles i think it all no. relies on bortles he's not a good quarterback he's a good garbage something I for fantasy wise he's a great garbage player but when you're trying to win games is he guaranteed to play the second half like he did a couple weeks ago he, you were hoping for that garbage time and he didn't play the second half so it all comes down to quarterback play and i'm not looking to the pick up a Yeldon or a Hyder hopefully you don't have on your team because they're just struggling as for net I think we've we've noticed that it's not going to affect him moving forward once he returns if returns hopefully he returns healthy Um, there's slight decrease but I don't think there's much of a decrease as we originally maybe thought with Hyde coming in there on that offense as for the Browns that's a different story um, I love Nick Chubb when, I w- when the trade happens. I, I tried to pick him up in many leagues, got him in a lot of leagues. I drafted him in a league just to, for this kind of situation. And I think moving forward, new, new coach, new offense coordinator, I think they're going to kind of emphasize on getting him the ball more, and especially with the game against the Chiefs. How do you beat the Chiefs? you keep them off the field, which is hard? That's easier said than done. But I think they're going to go into the game trying to run the ball. And how do you run the ball? You give it to the rookie workhorse of Nick Chubb. And I think he could be a solid RB2 for the second half of the season, and Duke Johnson can become a really nice PPR flex play.
0: Interesting. Yeah, like that. So, big trade. Hi to Jaguars. Uh, next, Amari Cooper to the Cowboys. Hey, I like it. Oh. I like it. I know you hate that. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I mean... I was so
1: high, and, and and I feel bad for a lot of people possibly listening to me. I was high on Amari Cooper. Yeah. I said Amari Cooper is going to end the season as a top 10 receiver. I like the bounce back. I thought John Gruden coming out and saying, we have to give him the ball. Okay, what happened? He's the same, play, the same player that, that he was leading, very inconsistent. He has those monster games, but he also has those dud games. And so I whiffed on him completely. Hopefully going to the Cowboys changes that. Is it going to change it? I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where, numbers-wise, I can't believe the Cowboys gave up first-round pick for him. <laughs> but at the same time, maybe new scenery is going to help him pick it up. But he also, who's his quarterback? Dak Prescott. Doesn't put up very good numbers. He's not a very good quarterback. We found that out. He's not the quarterback that maybe he was that rookie year. I think what it does do, it, it helps ezekiel elliott because now they can't really put those players in the box as much as they had in the past because yes he's maybe not the best number one option on a football team but cooper is still and i'm going to stick by it i'm going to stay to my guns i still think amari cooper can be a star in this league i still think he's getting underused and he's a number one option on a team that's going to force teams not to load the box up which helps ezekiel elliott I want to say start him this week but i also want to see what he looks like in this new offense and how much he's being involved as for the raiders jordy nelson the old man i think he gets the biggest nod there in that offense but keep an eye on martavis bryant a player that had some big games in pittsburgh now he can be the number two in oakland and even though the oakland raiders are not a great team Somebody has, to, somebody has to score every so often. Somebody has to catch the ball ever so often. Somebody has to get the yards. And Bryant is a big-time receiver when he wants to, and he has that big playability. He's a sleeper that you might want to keep an eye on. I, that said, I don't want to own either. I don't want either on my team, but it's just a couple of players. If you need to have a player on your, on your roster to help fill a hole, Nelson and Martavis Bryant are options. I do not want either one of them, though.
0: Yeah, I definitely think Amari Cooper to the Cowboys is going to increase uh, his production, and the Raiders obviously are not trying to do a dang thing this year. Uh, their goal is to lose, get draft picks for the next couple yeah, of years. They want that kid from Oregon. Yeah, they're not. They're <laughs> not, They're playing for next year. Come on. Uh, what would you do if you were the GM? Hey, lose, get yeah, draft picks. Lose, pick. lose. You're not going to the Super Bowl. You hope the NFL doesn't do it on purpose, but you know it happens. Oh, come on. Okay, next uh, Demarius Thomas, DT. This one's hitting hitting home. This it's getting hard a little home. bit. Being in Colorado, yeah. Uh Bronco fan, huh? DT uh, to the Texans. What do you think about that?
1: As a Bronco fan, it's it's a it's a bummer to see him leave. I mean, yes, he dropped a lot of balls. Yes, he was very he struggled at times. But I've always been a fan of Demarius Thomas. Always will be. I'll, I'll still cheer him on in Houston. Obviously, won't cheer him on this week when they're playing the Broncos. But as for fantasy value moving forward. Watson and Hopkins, they're studs, right? They're, they're, you're not going to have any problem no matter what. It, it helps Watson, obviously, having a player like that. I don't think Hopkins, Hopkins is going to take any kind of decrease in volume with that coming there. Interesting with Kiki Kuti. Kuti, uh, however you say it, I'm probably butchering his name. But um, Kiki was a player that was a very, a lot of people picked him up. A lot of people thought that he'd be the number one option, number two option um, when will will fuller went out and now people are starting to not like him as much but we got to remember fuller's job on that offense was to spread, uh, spread the defense go deep on him stretch it out and that's what kiki is going to be doing that's not a demarius thomas's game plan he's not going to stretch a defense he's not going to go for those deep balls he's going to be over the middle little bubble screens that kind of stuff there so Cutie still has a upside to him, he's downgraded because obviously Demarish Thomas is going to take some of those looks from him, but Cutie is still a player that can have upside in this league and help you in fantasy leagues, not every week but every so often when you need the help he still has upside, which I like about him
0: Yeah, definitely think uh, DT to Texans will increase his production and the Texans offense, yep. they're sitting in the
1: number one spot, you know now, when, when you think about DT who is the player that got the biggest increase in that trade Plays in Denver. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Sutton got the number. I mean, Broncos. Sutton has becomes a player. And I told people, and hopefully you listen to me, I told people a long time ago if you have a spot in your team, stash, because DT, chance he gets, he's going to get traded. There's yeah, a did. chance that even if he doesn't get traded, we're seeing more and more. They need to get Sutton on the field. Now Sutton has to be on the field. He gets a huge bump in my eyes. I'm going to have him as a wide receiver too moving forward in the second half. And he's a player that could possibly win you a championship off of the waivers as a pick that you picked up early in the in the in the waivers early on second third fourth week you stashing your team now it's time to take advantage of that stash and put them in your lineup and i think it starts this week against houston texans yes they got a great front seven to get after case keenum in this offensive line but i think we see sutton start to take that role of the number two behind emmanuel sanders who again he was the team's number one option going into last week going into the season because Demary Thomas wasn't the same player he was so there's no change in Sanders it just concretes him on being the number one option a deep sleeper if you're in a deep league and you want someone that can possibly be a player that you can maybe use off and on kind of like a cutie kind of thing is Deshaun Hamilton the other rookie for the Broncos I think he has a shot of maybe putting up a few decent games and he's another one of those deep threats that can also have a big game for you ever so often nothing to rely on but sutton get him if he's on your team congratulations you have a star in the making and he may be the second half player that puts you over the top and helps you win your super
0: bowl yep so yeah definitely think dt to texans uh increased production also for the broncos uh sutton is your pick there uh next golden tate (laughs) it's a big one golden tate to the eagles interesting that was that was an interesting trade for Mm me um
1: originally when it happened i wasn't uh, i wasn't sold on it didn't like it didn't hate and i kind of didn't have really any any kind of emotions on it It was one of those things where what kind of role is gonna have for the eagles what i think as i'm sitting down talking about it i think it's what it does is he's kind of going to take a little bit away from Ertz. i thought Ertz was going to be safe he's still safe he's still going to be one of the better tight ends in the league but i think tate takes a little bit away from him in in the uh middle of the field the little small slants those kind of patterns in the middle of the field Um, Aguilar I think takes a huge hit I think Aguilar is gonna be the player that you're not going to be seeing the production that we I mean we saw when Jeffrey came back uh, uh, Aguilar started to to show that he wasn't the player that he was and I think we're going to start to see more and more of that happen with Tate in the offense so I think if I have to rank them obviously Ertz is number one i think jeffrey and tate are close two and three and aguilar a distant distant fourth in that offense as for the lions i think it's a big improvement to marvin jones and kenny galladay as we know as your son being a uh, big fan of galladay he was high on them going into it now i think he's even bigger now
0: oh i heard that yeah mo- moving
1: forward and uh they're the beneficiaries of that trade i like galladay a tad bit more than the um than jones but now we know jones is the number two option there no more tate and another name to keep an eye on is tj jones for the possible tate replacement there in detroit um obviously i i wouldn't start him anytime soon maybe pick, same thing if you have a spot to stash look at tj jones moving forward possibly
0: yeah good so uh <clears throat> Golden Tate, to the Eagles. I think good, good, good pick for uh, their team overall. Obviously, they need to still run the football and the Lions. Uh, the Lions. The Lions. Yeah, leave it at that. So, and finally, hey, last trade to talk about, which I like. Uh, I think it's a good move for both the Packers and the Ravens. It's Ty Montgomery to the Ravens. What do you think about that
1: one? Well, we kind of maybe saw the writings on the wall when uh, when the uh, game, great game between the Packers and the Rams. it's it's been said that i guess montgomery montgomery's not liked his role on the offense and they told him on that kickoff at the end of the game when he fumbled it they told him to kneel it in the end zone don't do anything with it he didn't listen to his coaching staff and he kind of figured something might be happening because you 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 don't listen to your coaching staff you don't let the best quarterback in the league have a shot to win the game something's wrong right something's happening there um, so it, you kind of figure something was maybe happen and it takes away one of those three running backs in green Bay, which now we can release the Aaron Jones. I loved him coming in, coming into the season. Now I think he can be a RB two option moving forward. And I think we can start him on a weekly basis with confidence. And, uh, there's no more of that three headed monster back there in that backfield. Now he just has to worry about Jamal Williams. and He's a much better player than Jamal Williams. He's more athletic, has much more of a burst, has much more of a, uh, He's just a better player on the football field. As for Baltimore, I'm playing the wait-and-see. I'm going to see what happens, keep it a close eye. I've, that, that ground game's not what it used to be. In years past, you'd look at the Baltimore Ravens and think of great defense, pound the ball, run the ball. They've gotten a lot more to a passing team there in Baltimore, which is kind of crazy to see. So I'm going to play a wait-and-see on the Baltimore Ravens ground game moving forward.
0: Yeah, good. So that uh, wraps up our uh... – Trades in the overreaction corner uh, let 's move on to uh, number three here. We sent out a a post of followers send their takes on Todd Gurley uh, earlier this week on Instagram, taking a knee to end the game. I know uh, a lot of uh, fantasy owners out there were were screaming at the top of their lungs. I could just picture guys across the across the nation, <laughs> just upset i know uh, I know a few buddies lost a lot of money on that one. But uh, uh, here are some that were affected by the knee, both good and bad outcomes. Uh, Jakey, 1386, made a trade to get Gurley and uh, Juju for Antonio Brown and Ingram. Thoughts on that one?
1: I'd say uh, whoever's in that league, they, they may not be paying attention on what they're doing because Juju and A.B. are starting to become a little more closer to each other. In Production and girly. <clears throat> I'm sorry, that knee we'll talk about it a little later. You own girly, <laughs> Todd freaking girly. I mean, girly for AB and Ingram might be the better option, but then you got to throw in for Juju. Congrats on that trade! I think you uh pulled the wool over the guy's eye. Yeah, great trade,
0: buddy. Uh, so next, Mikael or Michael Brown, it's M I K E or E A L. Brown lost one thirty-one point eight dash one twenty-nine point six. The difference from six and two and five and three. Ouch. Yeah. Tough, but, tough,
1: tough loss. Losing by, in the decimal wise, just losing by a couple points is tough to lose. But hey, again it's football. Saying fans football.
0: That's the way it rolls nail biters okay trent dot tinney is 7-1 seven, 7-1 seven because of him good job trent
1: that could be either way you're 7-1 because you have him on your team or you're 7-1 because of the player hopefully you have girly on your team and you're 7-1 because that's a better option but you could be 7-1 going against him in that so either way Got the win which which way are you hopefully it's the girly on your roster yeah
0: Okay, King Wasabi again, we gave him a shout out. What's up, King Wasabi 702 got the W because of it. Congrats. Congrats. A fire oh three or zero three lost Oops. because of it. Sorry, bud. Um. Uh, hey, you, you, ah, uh, A I'm sure
1: we're butchering that name. Yeah.
0: Ayuhana. Uh, Ayuhana. Uh, lost by 1.2. Understands but it hurts to lose that way.
1: Now, so that's the kind of player that I like to hear. You understand why he did it. It hurts, yes, it does, but you understand. This is football. He most of these players can care less about your fantasy team, which is hard to understand. Mm-hmm. It's hard to take, but they have to win games. They won the game. Tough loss, but I'm glad you understand it.
0: Yeah. So, what do you? What is your take on the kneeling in the situation? Uh, do you feel for the Gurley owners?
1: I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash for this, but. You know what? I don't feel sorry for the girly owners. I don't either. My number one reason is because you own Todd freaking girly. Yeah. You've had what, what what do you put up? The second most fancy points going into that kneel down and as running back. So, yeah. you got to if you didn't win with Gurley in the first place, that's tough because he put a monster game. And these players and I and I can't stand when fantasy players. One of my pet peeves, being being in the industry and being a fan of fantasy football, I can't stand when when fantasy players tweet at or send comments to the actual players and disappointed because they didn't do something because for their team to help them win. Their number one priority is, is to win the game, and with the, in that scenario, you're up to you kneel it there. You kneel the game, game's over, right? So if he scores, goes in and scores, we've seen extra points get missed. Go wide left, go right right, get blocked or whatever. So let's say he scores, they miss the extra point, they're up eight. Who's on the other sideline? Aaron Rodgers. You're giving Rodgers a chance to come back and tie the game, put it in overtime. And anything can happen with overtime. It's just there's little, there's less that can happen with they kneel down than there can on an extra point. I have no issue with Gurley. I'm, it's tough that you lost a game like that, and you lost it the way it happened. But you can't dog Todd Gurley for doing the correct thing. In my opinion, he did the very right. He did the right thing. You can't do it any other way. Get the win, move on, say you're sorry. There you go.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Sorry you lost, but hey, still Todd Gurley. <laughs> a little wham. Okay, So
0: yeah. Hey, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about some injuries that took place week eight. Uh, how are you going to handle them moving forward? Well, for me, I mean,
1: this, this last week was nice because you didn't have as many as the big injuries as we've seen in the weeks past. Um, it's, it's the same, for me, it's the same thing. I'm keeping an eye on the Fournets, the Dalvin Cooks, the Royce Freemans, the Cooper Cups. An interesting one this week is Tyreek Hill, who against the Broncos last week didn't leave the game, but he suffered an injury. He's been questionable all week. If he, did, if he can't go, he's a big loss for you on your team if you own him, but he can be a huge... Difference for someone like Sammy Watkins playing against his former team? I, 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 no, do they play? Do, do they play Buffalo? No, Chicago played Buffalo. Never mind. Cancel that. Never mind. Mind that whole thing. Um, but Sammy Watkins could be a player that can have a uh, a big improvement yeah. if Hill can't go. Even if he can't, if he, even if he can go, that offense. It's, it's a sick offense. They're just unbelievable. So those are the ones I'm looking at. Obviously, we're Fournette and I think Freeman are not playing. Um, Cup and Cook are questionable. Sounds like Cup might play, but the Hill one is the one I'm keeping track of just because it's a new injury.
0: Okay. Hey, well, you know what? Uh, A lot of injuries. Obviously, it's football. That's kind of what happens. Uh, Just make your best, wisest choice there. So next, let's dig into the mind of the genius. That's scary sometimes. I don't know. I think there's a lot of football going on in there. And look at some matchups for week nine. Uh, Let's get going. Number one, Cortland Sutton or DT?
1: Oh, that's that's Sutton for me. I mean, Sutton, I agree.
0: Sutton. It's just DT is you got to look
1: at what they're looking at on offense. I mean, DT first game back, he's gonna have a lot of motions going into the game. They're gonna obviously he he may not know the offense, but with Houston, they're a lot more of a backyard football kind of offense there, so that, that's gonna help him out. They're going to probably throw some little bubble screens, little slants to him, so he can maybe take it to the house or whatever. But Sutton gets the improvement because he's going to be the number two. He play? the playing this week? Who, DT? Yeah, Sounds like he's going to play. Oh my! It's God. one of those things where he was traded on Tuesday. It gives him about a week to learn the offense. And like I said, Houston is a more of a backyard kind of offense. I mean, there's a lot of times when the play breaks down and they kind of go, just go out and play football. I think they're going to try to get him a couple bubble screens, a little slant, and get him involved that way. But... I'm going to go Sutton, and I'm telling a lot of people to start Sutton this week against these Texans, who Texans do have a good defense, but this has, has blow-up potential for Sutton, and I like it to possibly happen this week.
0: Yeah, good. Okay, number two, Cam Newton versus Tampa Bay or Patrick Mahomes at Cleveland?
1: Give me Cam Newton. Cam Newton? Give me Cam, Cam Newton is my number one quarterback on the week. Really? Mark it down. I think Cam Newton is the number one. Like I said last week when I did the podcast, is there anybody that can uh, take over Patrick Mahomes or Todd Gurley as the best running back, the best uh, quarterbacks at season's end? I don't think there's any way that anybody's going to overcome them at the season's end. But on a weekly basis, they are both beatable by matchups, by scenarios. And Cam Newton has a phenomenal matchup against the Buccaneers' horrible pass defense. And we saw last week... I even sat Newton in two of my leagues, lost in both leagues because of going against Baltimore. He's matchup proof. He's starting to show that glimpse of what he looked like that Super Bowl year where he was just a monster on the field. Um, he could beat you with your legs and arm, kind of like Mahomes. But for some reason, I like Newton against Tampa Bay, and I think Mahomes is going to be able to take it off the gas pedal a little bit against the Browns and that horrible offense they have in defense there in Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Okay, number three. Julio Jones at Washington or Michael Thomas at, or against the Rams?
1: I like both. I think if you're playing DFS, I think you go Julio, Th- Julio Jones. Um, or, or you can go, hey, go Julio Thomas. There you go. Take, t- take them both. Um, if you're playing GPPs, I like H- Julio Jones. If you're playing cash games, I think Michael Thomas is a little safer option there. But if you're playing in a season long, give me Thomas
0: by a slight margin. Okay. Number four. Which more are you hooking, looking, hooking your wagon to?
1: That's a, that's a tongue twister.
0: Hooking your wagon to. David versus the Chargers or DJ versus Tampa Bay?
1: I like both of them. Um, they're a waiver-wire options that hopefully you uh, were able to grab one of the options. But I, I like DJ more. I think um, he's, he's getting a lot more look from Cam Newton. Again, if Cam Newton's my number one quarterback of the week, He's got to throw the ball to somebody, and I think the options he's going to throw to are DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. I think Moore is going to have a big year. The rookie is going to have his breakout party. Um, he's already started to have it a little bit, but I think this week he has a monster game against Tampa Bay and that horrible pass defense there in Tampa.
0: Okay. Next. Will anyone overtake the Bears as the top D this week? Dub Bears. Dub Bears.
1: Um, the Bears play Buffalo, and the Bears play – who's their quarterback that they've playing against? Nathan Peterman. Oh, my god! Enough gosh. sense. Um, I don't think anybody's going to take the Bears – overtake the Bears as the best defense. I think they are They have two touchdown upside on that defense and shutout upside. I don't think anybody uh. can come close to the Bears. And if you're a Peterman, you can't be liking what you're going to be seeing there. Khalil Mack coming at you, that young defense coming at you. I think the Bears are the number one defense, hands down. And if you own them, congratulations. You might get a monster day out of your defense, possibly one of the higher scoring players. In fantasy, might come from a defense this week.
0: Yeah, Bears are looking good, and, and man, watching Buffalo the other night, they are in. That football.
1: is a bad, they bad team. I don't terrible. I don't think league. I've seen a team that bad. In, I mean, if I mean you, the defense if, played good against. If you're if you're I mean, now, the, yeah, but the offense, they the just, offense
0: is just. I mean, uh, they're just. That's te- probably. And that was, for me,
1: Lashawn McCoy disgusting. looks like he does not want to get hit. He I don't know. what's He going on he, he does the little quarterback slide, and you don't want to see that from your running back. You want to see him trying to get as much, but. If you're LaShawn McCoy, do you want to be giving up your body to for an offense like that? That's it, I mean, they're hard to watch.
0: You know, I hate nothing against. Uh, he's obviously an NFL running back, but uh, put the ball away, dude. I, okay. mean, I know, you've been doing that for a long time, but you're not. There's one yeah. thing. Hold the ball like a local Walter run. Payton could do that because he's Walter freaking Payton. Yeah,
1: <laughs> McCoy's I mean, good, but he's not in
0: the class of that kind of stuff. Come on, put the ball away, run the football, hit somebody. Yeah. Anyway, good. Okay, so let's uh, go on. Uh, moving on here. Uh let's talk about a little bit DF, DFS. What games are you targeting in, in DFS this week? Are there any gains that you're completely off of? Well, let's let's start off with the main
1: slate on uh on DraftKings and FanDuel. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be going to obviously that uh New Orleans game and it's, it's gonna be going to the uh drawing a blank here. Let me uh open up my little my little sight here. Um, you obviously have Aaron Rodgers. You can play Aaron Rodgers, He's in the, but he's in the Sunday night game, so you can't play him in your matchup for the main slate. Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Cam Newton. Um, I think you're going to want to spend up at running back. So try to see if you can spend down at quarterback, which is a, a popular thing to do nowadays Or spend up at the other, other place. I'm looking at... Maybe targeting the Atlanta-Washington game. Um, Maybe targeting Tampa Bay-Carolina is a a, a game that I think would be very popular. But a sneaky shootout I think might be that Houston-Denver game. Might be a little sneaky shootout along with the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. We don't like Big Ben on the road, but we do like Joe Flacco in that offense maybe against the the Pittsburgh Steelers. So give me... If if I'm going to fade, I might fade the Rams-New Orleans. I know it sounds crazy, but the Rams defense is still the Rams defense. And are we going to see a monster game out of that? And I think it's going to be very popular. I may It's its early, but I may look at fading that game and trying to see if I can get something like a Houston, Houston-Denver game or the Chargers-Seattle game, get a little little lower-owned players to see if I can take on one of the top prizes. As for player-wise, I haven't done my research for GPPs yet, but I'm probably going to do a, have a lot of uh, Cam Newton teams. I, I just like the spot he's in, and I might fade Patrick Mahomes, who I think is going to be very popular. And if you're going to these, uh, if you're talking about the one-game slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel, um, again, you're getting a six-figure payday, which I know I could use the cash. I'm guessing you could probably use the cash. I guess someone out there can use the cash as well. But you have to be very, very contrarian with those one-game matchups. And it sounds like C.J. Beathard um, is questionable, very questionable, 50-50 to play. If he can't go, I think a lot of people are going to put Derek Carr in their captain spot on DraftKings. Maybe you look at putting a kicker in, the, in that spot, or maybe you look at playing a third-string wide receiver or a backup running back there and hope the game gets really ugly, low-scoring, maybe put a defense there in the captain's spot and hope for a low-scoring game. And if Derek Carr can have a horrible game, maybe you you uh, jump a bunch of people to put him in the captain's spot. But I don't really have a feel tonight like I do. Usually there's a player that I like looking at, but tonight this San Francisco-Oakland game is going to be horrible. Not a fun game to watch. Um, I'm looking at that. Hopefully, a defensive struggle for the matchup tonight, and hopefully, if I can't win it, you can't win it. Hopefully, somebody out there can win the six-day six-six-figure payday on either side.
0: Yeah, good, good. Moving on here. Um, what Hold is? Hold on.
1: Yeah, we, we we kind of talked about the one the one-game slate um, over there on Drafting the FanDuel. So I kind of mixed that in with the main. Yeah, the main slate. Um, like like I said, it's 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 a game. I think if you play DFS and you want to have a little shot tonight, a horrible game, throw it out there, throw a ten dollar chance for a six figure day for payday. But re- re- realize that you have to be very contrarian, otherwise you're going to be pl- going up against a bunch of people and have to have, as they call it, the nuts lineup. And if you do get the nuts lineup, you're going to be sharing it with a bunch of people. So if you're trying to win it, which you should always be trying to do, go crazy tonight. The Raiders, the 49ers, both teams are bad. Throw a player in there that that doesn't get very much play, backup, backup running back. Even maybe look at who the backup quarterback for Oakland is. See if Carr gets hurt. All of a sudden, he comes in there in the second quarter, and he has a decent game in San Francisco. You just never know what's going to happen. And if Bethard can't go, maybe you throw in that backup quarterback and see what happens there. You just never know. I'm probably going to go as a defensive struggle game, but I, and I'm going to look at the defense maybe as my captain spot tonight or the kicker is the two different options I'm looking at there.
0: Yeah, it should be an ugly game, Battle of the Bay. I'm going to roll the dice, no pun intended, with the Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> tonight, uh, yeah, it should be a good game. Week, week 9 kicks off. Well, hey, that's our, uh, that's our genius cast for the week. Uh, Super excited to have you guys here today. Thanks so much for following us. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at FansportsGenius. And on Instagram, FantasyFootballGenius underscore before both the beginning of Genius and after after Genius. And as always, check us out on www.FantasyFootballGenius.com for all your season-long and fantasy DFS needs. Hey, we thank you so much.
1: Please give us a follow on Twitter. Let's help grow that Twitter page. Let's see if we can give you a little uh, more more looks there on Twitter as well. Love the Instagram follows. Give us a follow on Twitter. If you follow us on Instagram, give us a follow on Twitter. We'll hopefully help you win your league. And good luck in week nine matchups. And hopefully one of us can take home the six-figure paydays or maybe even that cool million over on DraftKings. Good luck, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Yep. Hey, this is Spanish football genius where winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Have a great week and win your league. Hey Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league.